I'm Pastor Bo Nelson, and this is my sermon from Sunday, September 29, 2019, preached at St. Mark Lutheran Church in Morristown, New Jersey, and Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Florham Park, New Jersey. The main text for my sermon, in which you will hear me reading from, is Luke 16, verses 19 through 31. In our gospel passage today, Jesus tells the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. This is not the same Lazarus, however, that Jesus restored to life in the Gospel of John. Same name, different person. This parable has a lot to do with how we see the world and the things that really matter to God. I used many visuals in this sermon, including two posters that were displayed on music stands, as well as a number of images that I showed to the congregation. I hope you will be able to see them in your mind's eye as you listen. May you be blessed by the hearing of the word proclaimed, and may God bring transformation to you and the world around you through Jesus. Thanks for listening. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things. And Lazarus, in like manner, evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us, a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. He said, Then, Father, I beg you to send Lazarus to my father's house. For I have five brothers, that he may warn them, so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Good and gracious God, we praise you and give you thanks for gathering us here again as your people. Lord, you know what lies ahead of us this week what lies behind us from last week. We ask, Lord, that you would give to us all that we need 
to endure all that is to come, to experience the joy that you have prepared for us. And now, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. All right. So I have a number of images here. And I need you all to have your bulletin in one hand, and your bulletin and nothing in your other hand. And when I show an image, I want you to, if you think the image is positive, I want you to raise your bulletin. And so that's, so you're acknowledging that that's positive. And if you see the image as negative, then you just raise your hand, okay? Make sense? All right, well, we'll figure it out. All right, so it's the image of a kitten. So positive, you got a bulletin, negative, just your hand. All right, Ralph, uh, you don't have your bulletin there. All right, how about a new baby? All right, lots of bulletins up there, lots of bulletins. How about a man falling down the stairs? I don't see any bulletins, just hands. Okay, very good. How about a touchdown? Now, let me ask, what if it's uh, a touchdown from a team that's not your own? Yes, of course. Context matters, right? A rainy day. I see some hands, I see some bulletins, okay. How about a bouquet of flowers? All bulletins, okay. How about a snowstorm? <laughs> All right, I see some hands, some bulletins, okay. A hungry child. All hands. A cemetery. Slow hands coming up, some bulletins. A laughing person. Now, what if this laughing person was laughing at the man falling down the stairs? No good, right? All these images, right? We have so many images in our lives, things in our lives, the things that we see, right? And we decide, we decide mostly for ourselves whether they are positive or negative, do we not? But we've also made equations. We have equated positive. So positive also means uh, happy, right? Positive equals happy. And then positive also, positive and happy also equal good, right? All right, and besides good, well, if it's good and positive and happy, well, then it must be right. Yes? So good, positive, happy, all positive. And then, of course, beautiful. Would you say we equate generally all these things relatively good, positive, happy, right, beautiful? And then what's, what's the opposite of these? Of course, if we had happy, uh, happy equated with positive, well, then we have sad equated with negative. And if we had, what, good over there equated with negative or with positive, 
then bad or evil is negative, yes? And then you know where this is going. If right was positive, then wrong is negative. And if beautiful was positive and good, well, that means ugly is wrong, bad, and negative. Now, which do you want your life filled with? We, we generally like our lives, filled with po- our lives filled with positive, don't we? We want as much positivity as we can. We want, we want so many, we want more happy faces than sad faces in our lives or on our social media, right? We want more likes than, than dislikes. We want to be right, don't we? It's feeling right, so that feels good. Again, good, positive, beautiful. And these things, we just, we want to stay away from. Because the more of these negative things or people that we have in our lives, we feel, we imagine that our lives are going to be what? Negative. So the more positive we say is better, the more negative is, is, uh, is worse. So we have this man in our story today, the rich man. And I see this rich man as a person that liked good and positive things. Because he had it all, right? He feasted sumptuously every day. Imagine for yourselves all of your favorite foods, right? If you just had all of your favorite foods in front of you. Good images, right? And uh, he dressed in purple, which you could only royalty or people that royalty designated to wear purple could, could wear it. So he was high up there. And he wore fine linens. All good things. All positive things. And I imagine this guy as just as being one of those happy-go-lucky, yes, everything is good, everything is awesome, let's go, everything is so great. All right, let's just keep out the positive attitude. All right, you got to make sure you keep it positive. Keep that happy face on all the time. Because that's, that's what's going to keep you going. As long as you just keep positive, you just focus on all the good. Just focus on all the good. Of course, in our story, in our story, in Jesus' story, actually, this rich man who had it all, who had all this positive, good stuff in his life, what didn't he see? He didn't really see Lazarus, this poor man. This poor man who just even wanted crumbs. He just wanted the crumbs from the rich man's table. And the dogs. He didn't even have strength to push the dogs away from licking at his sores. That rich man, and maybe many of us, would say, yeah, that's, that's all negative. Let's stay away from anything. We don't want to see that stuff. We don't want to see it. It's, it's bad news. Let's stay positive. Let's stay positive. Let's just see the good things in our lives. And we try so hard, don't we? So many of us, anyways, we try really hard to keep everything positive, everything good, everything happy, right and beautiful. We do our best to curate our lives. You know, like at a museum, the curator is the one who decides what you're going to see as you go in to experience that museum. Well, we try to do that ourselves. 
for our own lives. We try to choose the good and positive things. Think about the places that you choose to go, the people that you choose to associate with, the things you choose to see. I know some people who stop watching the news altogether because there was negative stuff on there. People who would just say, I don't want to see that stuff. I just want to see positive. I just want to see the happy kitties, right? Or lolcats, if any of you remember those years ago. It wasted our time on, on YouTube and, and all that. The happy kitties doing this or that and the other thing. Because we want to have our lives like this. And there are many preachers out there. Many preachers that that focus on this, that say, this is the good life. This, if you, you keep everything positive. You keep positive, happy, good. It's all wonderful. There's one preacher out there that I'm sure he has done lots of good in many people's lives. Joel Osteen. Familiar with this preacher? Yes. He's, he's very positive, isn't he? I mean, with, just with that smile. I mean, come on. You know, it can light up a room. And he tells you, you just keep thinking positively. You just be happy. Just everything from the back, from the past, forget about and just focus on your life, the goodness in your life, so that your life can be good, so that your life can be happy. But you know what's one thing you will never see in a sanctuary? where Joel Osteen is preaching. You'll never see a cross. You'll never see a cross. Because from his perspective, that's negative. That's bad. I mean, it's... Jesus died. You know, it's a symbol of death. Joel Osteen, he says, you just need to focus on Easter. Just focus on Easter. That's all you need to think about. Just Easter. They don't have Good Friday services at his church. Because you don't want to think about that. Don't want to go there. Don't want to see it. Lutheran churches, we don't generally have Jesus' body, the corpus, on the cross. We at least have the cross and the symbolism. His church and others like it, they just say, no, we don't want anything that reminds us of that, that negativity. But the thing about the cross, the thing about the cross of Jesus, that is a symbol. It is a symbol of pain. It's a symbol of suffering. But that's where Jesus that's where we find Jesus. That's where we find God in this world, in the places of pain, in the places of loneliness, in the places of suffering. That's where God is. We might say we feel blessed when, all, when our lives are like this. And we might have lots of wonderful people around us that keep us this way. But the people who feel this way don't have anyone else. All they have is God. Brothers and sisters, 
let's take a step back to Genesis. In the book of Genesis, Adam and Eve, there was this tree in the middle of the garden, right? It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, of positive and negative. And God said, don't eat of this tree. You have the tree of life. Eat that. Eat as much as you want of that. Stay away from this other tree. Well, what do they do? They go and they eat the fruit from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And after they eat of that, after that, that's when they start deciding, this is good, this is evil. Now we can be like God. We can decide between good and bad, between good and evil. Before that, before they ate, everything was in God's world. Everything had a place. Everything had a reason. Think about when I was lifting up some of these pictures, especially of like the rain. Some of you had your hands up and some of you had your bulletins up. A good thing to one person might be a bad thing to another person. But we work so hard. We work so hard to decide, to try to keep all the good things in our lives and to keep away the negative things. But Jesus wants something different from us. In the cross, all of this all of this, this whole system of good, bad, positive, negative, happy, sad is all cast down. It's all taken up into the cross. And Jesus says, stop this. Stop this infernal battle with yourself of trying to keep your lives happy and perfect because what you're doing is you're separating yourselves from so many people. You're separating yourself from so much goodness that I have to offer you. You might not think it's goodness, but I promise you it is. The rich man separated himself, and so he couldn't even see how good it was that Lazarus was in the arms of Abraham. That wasn't a good thing to him. All he could see was, I'm in torment here. Why don't you send that boy Lazarus to help me out here? Send that boy Lazarus to talk to my brothers, to warn them. He couldn't see anything but himself and the life that he had curated for himself. Brothers and sisters, when we give up on this system, we also give up on this system. And we turn to Jesus and say, you're the only one. You're the only one that can lead us. You're the only one that can really curate our lives. I'm done with it. It's up to you now. As we close, I want to play a song for you. I'll hand out the lyrics to you in a, in a minute. It's called, Give Me Your Eyes. It's one of my most favorite songs in all the world. It's kind of a prayer, a prayer to God. Um, and I'll just, I'll just let you listen to it. I'll hand out the lyrics. I came 
Goodness gracious, forgive me. Technical difficulties here. Can't connect. There we go, connecting. There you go. Paul, would you mind handing these out? Uh, Come on. We can do this.
If you heard something in this sermon that struck a chord with you, I invite you to share your thoughts with someone. Maybe even share this sermon link with someone who might benefit from hearing it. So, what are the things that you see regularly? Do you see only the things that you want to see? How might letting Jesus curate what you see bring newness to your life? Can you give over that control? Lord Jesus, give us all your eyes. Well, that's it for this week. I'm Pastor Bo Nelson, and as always, may you be blessed by the hearing of the word proclaimed, and may God bring transformation to you and the world around you through Jesus. Thanks for listening.